Pastor Varun and Pastor Don Lahaprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. Today I would like to continue the third teaching about the file of God. God, I do this out of obedience to the Lord. Because I know that this is not a popular subject to hear, but the things of the Spirit is very difficult sometimes to understand. I, it took me seven years to understand about the, the move of the Spirit and the things of the Spirit of God. And I should not keep this with myself. I should share with the congregation. And we put it in the CD so that people will hear later on. I have learned so much in the past years about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, about revival, about the touch and the fire of God. And we, the more we understand from the biblical perspective, we will be able to walk with victory. I have learned something that knowledge without experience is not a real knowledge. You can say, I remember when I was in Thailand, um, people say that the U.S. is a beautiful country. I look at the video, I look at the movie, I read the books about the USA, I read about, you know, all the wonderful things about America. I, I keep reading and I keep watching TV. It's just, just very surface knowledge until that day in March of 19. 80, that I came here and stepped my foot on Disneyland area, California, and went into the Disneyland with my wife. We just got married at that time. We came for honeymoon. Now we really have experience of the wonderful things in America. The real knowledge must be coupled with experiences. Amen? So one thing that I really set the goal as a Christian is that I want to experience every single verse in the Bible. I want to experience everything that the Bible talks about. I don't want just to have head knowledge, theological knowledge up here. Amen? I want to have experience. And another thing I discovered as a Christian, for I have been Christian for 20-something years now, I discovered that many times... Our theology changes when we have more experience. Many times when you read the Bible, many verses, you, skip, you just skip through it and you don't fully understand because you have not had experience yet. But after God gives you experience before you understand the theological knowledge, then when you go back and read the same verse, it becomes like the light just turn on. Bing! And you understand, oh, this is what the Bible talks about. So a lot of things that I share, some of you may not get it right away. Some of you may be, you know, what he is talking about. But I'm talking from both theological or Bible scripture and from my personal experiences. Amen? So you need both. We talk about the fire of God in the past couple of times. And we're going to put this in the CD series about the fire of God. We come out as a series so that one day you can listen in the car again and understand this thing. In fact, lately God spoke to me that this is one of the subjects that has been missing in the majority in the body of Christ. There, there might be certain churches in the world that welcome the fire of God. But you need to remember this. We, we become what we are trained to be. I remember when I just got saved, I went into evangelical church. The only thing that I knew about is to receive Jesus Christ into my heart and I be, believe that I, it's done. I just have Christ in my heart. It's over. It's good. I read the Bible and I believe the Holy Spirit is inside, was inside me because that is the theological teaching in that church. So I thought it's over. But in 1983, somebody came to me and said, Pastor, or doctor, 
She called me dog. Doctor, it's not done deal. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I said, where in the Bible? I never heard about it. So I began to read the book of Acts. And I began to seek the Holy Spirit. Thank God, a few months later, I got filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongue. And my Christian walk go up to the next level. Right away, it went up to the next level. And because I was in Baptist and also charismatic, typical charismatic church, and the teaching in charismatic church say like this, okay, you get saved, you accept Jesus Christ, then next step, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongue, become a tongue talker. And that's all we were taught. That's all I was taught. So I thought after I spoke in tongue, it's done deal. No more. I already have that upper room or the Acts chapter 2 experience. And thank God, even though I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I started a church in 1987 here, 1988 in fact. But I feel something missing for years and years. I, I don't feel the presence of God. I did not sense the miracle. I don't see miracle in the church. I have a hard time preaching, even though I spoke in tongue. And by the, I, I really have the, the burden and feel, God, something is missing in the Bible that I was not taught in the church. And one day God spoke to me in 1996. He said, you need something more than that. You need the fire of God. But I began to go back to read the Bible. And I, I see again, oh, Jesus said, in Luke chapter 3, verse 16, John answered and saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water. That is a sign of repentance. But one mightier than I is coming whose sandal strap I am not worthy to lose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. You notice the word and. How many people understand English language? And mean at all. It's not or. The Bible did not say be baptized with the Spirit or fire. So baptism with the Spirit and with fire is a different thing. So I began to go back and read chapter, Acts chapter 2 one more time. And I began to realize now that the 120 disciples in the upper room were not just baptized with the Holy Spirit spoken in tongue. Because if you were baptized with the Spirit spoken in, speaking in tongue, it would not be that loud that the whole city can hear. It will be just, la la ba ba, shalaka taraku shila. That's it. But the Bible says, they were drunk. They were loud like drunk people. Pretty loud, like in our camp. You remember in our camp for the past three days, Monday, Wednesday, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, every night is pretty loud. And people wonder why it's loud, because it's in the book of Acts. So they were drunk with the fire of God. They were filled with the fire of God. And then God, I began to experience the fire of God myself in 1997, the first time. After that, I be, from our personal experience as husband and wife, we began to see that, in fact, the basic Christian life is not just accept Christ, baptize in water, going to church, serving the Lord, reading the Bible, worship God, fellowship with brothers and sisters, giving tithe, giving offering. But one of the A, B, C, D in our Christian walk is to continually, repetitively receive and be touched by the fire of God. I know that when you listen to this kind of talk, you feel that I'm very fanatic, very extreme. But I think from the standard of heaven, this is not extreme. This is essential. This is important. This is something, it's like almost like if you want to eat sushi, well, you need to put the soy sauce in there, otherwise it's no good taste. If I want to eat pad thai, I need to put some sugar and a little bit of uh, fish, 
fish sauce in there to make it good. The same thing, Christian life will never, never work fully the, to the level that God wants us to be. I have been Christian for a long time, and I even see myself struggle and struggle in my Christian walk until I began to be touched by the fire of God. Our, our Christian life was changed afterward. Maybe I would like to ask Pastor Da to come up and, and share a little bit how the fire of God changed our, our, your life and our marriage. Can you share with us quickly here? Yeah, go ahead. Share a few things, whatever God leads you. Yes, don't worry about time. Good morning, brother and sister. It's um, a privilege for me to glorify God by the testimony. And I am praying that, you know, um, my my testimony will encourage you, will inspire you, and will help you to, um, you know, seek more of the things of God. And especially, you know, the touch of God and the fire of God in our lives. Number one thing that I remember uh, so clearly was Pastor Lau and I, we love each other very much. And I like, I love everything about him. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I love his heart, his attitude, you know, his uh, look. <laughs> I bribe her <laughs> to say this. But one thing that we never had was we never be one. We never felt like one. Sometimes I was looking at him and I said, you know, one thing I wish in my heart that I want to be one. I want to feel like one with him. I want to do, um, you know, have um, the closeness and want to be one. But it never happened. We, feel, we felt very distant. We felt that we had different thinking, different opinion, every, uh, different uh, spiritual. Um, um, we disconnect, basically. Until we, I really, really thank God that uh, God talked to Pastor Lau on, in year 1996 that you need to go to this meeting. God direct him. You know, and he, he was obedient and he went there uh, to, seek, to seek God. He did not go to, to see the people or the pastor over there. But when the Lord directs him that you, you have to go because you need to know and learn about the Holy Spirit, you need to go. So he went. And, and after that, gradually but surely, our relationship was restored. And, and um, right now, uh, I can say that I feel like one. Mm. At this point, I, I told him all the time that, honey, I'm so glad that, you know, before I did not feel like one, but now I, I do. And I, I can talk to him and I feel I will, will be able to feel close. And uh, I'm so grateful. And I believe that the Lord said that when you are in unity and when you are one, God command the blessing. Amen. You know, so I encourage all of us that Seek the fire of God. Seek the anointing. Seek the touch of God. Seek to be led by the Spirit of God and not by your own self. Number two that I want to encourage you is that I am more sensitive to sin. Um, before, I, I, you know, I know this is sin and all that, you know. But I feel that after I am in the, in the uh, uh, revival... I am more sens- sensitive to sin. I want to give you one example. My daughter used to work at the Nordstrom. And my daughter was doing so well that she received the uh, privilege to be able to uh, uh, get the 30 per- 30, 33% off. You know, normally I don't know how much, maybe 20% off for the employee. But she got the 30, 33% off the whole year long. And, you know, normally everywhere she go to work, that is where, when, uh, that is when the, our member will get the, the, the present because I get the, the discount, you know, like she worked at um, Crabtree and Evelyn before and 
by the end of the year, everybody got some c r a f t r e e and never leave <laughs> product. And then, uh, and when she worked at Nordstrom, you know, everybody got something from Nordstrom because I got the at t h i r t y t h r e e percent off. But the Holy Spirit convicted my heart that nah, if you take the thirty t h r e e percent off, it's you know you are cheating and you are taking advantage of Nordstrom. And um, my daughter said, "Are you sure, mommy? You don't want it?" I said, "No, uh, except you know the according to the policy of of Nordstrom. Whatever whatever policy of the Nordstrom is, I I go, I go for that. Uh, otherwise, I don't want the thirty three percent off. Even though I know that I save many hundreds dollar at a time, I decided. I think that you know God can give me more than that. And plus, I don't want to." Talk to God later on. I don't want to answer him later on. Why did you do that? You know, the thirty-three percent is for Tanida, not for her. But you can sneak by using Tanida's name to buy stuff for her, which is cheating. Yeah, and uh, also, you know, I so I'm not legalistic, but this is like I'm sensitive to to sin. I don't want to cheat anyone any longer. Amen. And and also I you know um make decision that that uh, you know I I don't want to cheat anyone tax I don't want to cheat tax I don't want to cheat discount I don't want to get free stuff from people you know like sometimes people send in the mail like you know you if you contact me I am gonna give you an iron or the hair broad b o d dry whatever I never got one. Because I know I'm not going to use this product. I'm not going to. I'm not going to just take get take advantage of them by you know them sending me something free, for free. Mm. Because one day Amen. I don't want to answer God, and God said in His word that if you have the pure heart and you have the clean hand, you will see God. And I Amen. want that. I want to see Amen. that. Thank you, Lord. And another thing is that mm. I. I really feel that in the fire of God, in the presence of God, I feel more love. Amen. I feel more love for the people. Mm. Sometimes I feel lo- love. I feel I love the members so much I can't hold it. <laughs> And the people might feel I'm too sweet. I'm you know too much. But that's what happened in my heart, and I don't know what to do. So <laughs> just bear with me. <laughs> 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 And I really feel love and. Um, Not only that, but I also ask the Lord, God, please give me the love for the lost. Please give me the love for the non-believer, because unless I love them, I will not go. Mm. Unless I love them, I will not be able to 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 reach out. You know, because Amen. they have, they are different. They have things I don't, I I don't feel comfortable or whatever. You know, but I ask God that God, please give me the love for the lost. Amen. I feel a little bit now, but I know that God will continue to give me more. Amen. Yesterday, yesterday, um, God, you know, um, speak to me in my heart that, you know, you are very comfortable Christian. You know, you are so comfortable. You have the house to live. You have money to spend. You have your family, but all around the world. Is suffering. People, people have to sell themselves. Kids have to sell themselves. They have to beg. They have to do everything so that they can survive. You know, there are so many people out there that need need to know the Lord, need the fire of God. People out there who need the um, God to deliver them, to help them, to bless them. Amen. You know, God really talked to me, and I. And I really feel that yes, Lord, I I I I think I am comfortable. I I think I'm com- comfortable Christian, you know. But I really want to pray that mm. Pastor Lau and I, and also our member, our heart will, um, you know, really have compassion for the people. Amen. And we really want to ask God for the courage. Mm. Ask God for the boldness. Ask God that we will not be fearful, Amen. you know, to lose our job, to lose our house, to you know, 
to the point we we will not be able to uproot and go into the areas. There are so many areas that are waiting for us. Amen. So many areas, you know. Amen. The orphanage, the prostitute, the prison, the um, the the countries that you know people don't have enough nothing to eat. They have to sell their daughters. To be a servant, to be the slave. Amen. Do you know that there are now there are more slaves that in the world than ever, hmm. right now, but it's in a subtle way. But they're slaves. They are threatened. They are, yes. you know, so with very cheap, just like refrigerator. Hmm. You know, if you give them refrigerator, they give you their one of their kids, something like that. I read my heart. Want to, you know. I, I told God, God use me wherever you want. Amen. You know, I know it's scary. I know it's not easy, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the love of God, mm. by the bonus and courage that God gonna give us. Amen. You know what? We all we can do. We all can do it. Amen. You know, brother and sister. Hmm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm. My hand is get tired. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, thank you so much. I hope it encourages your heart. Amen. Thank you very much, Pastor Dao. Thank you, Lord Jesus. One day, God gave me the picture about a file of God like this. There is a meeting in the Indian reservation camp, and the evangelists keep praying for people to receive the Holy Spirit, and the Indian chief. Was sitting in the back watching what's going on in the outer hall, and he keep watching for many days. Eventually, he walk out to the altar and ask the evangelist to pray for him and lay hand on him. And he say like this: "Me, not little, little Holy Ghost. I want big Holy Ghost. I want big Holy Ghost." So, the fire of God is the same thing. How much you want? From God is up to you. You're gonna be evangelical type of Christian that just have a little bit Holy Ghost and and then um, you know you live your life just try to be good people or you want a bigger one to be filled with the Holy Spirit speaking in tongue or you want the fire of God like the Book of Acts or like what happened to Peter, Paul, John, all these things that the glory of God just spread into that city. Amen. I want a big Holy Ghost. I want the fire of God. I want God to use me before I die in the greater way. So the same thing with you. I I would keep challenging you to ask more out from God. People in the upper room, 120 people, disciples were in the upper room, and the Bible said the cloth tongue of fire came upon their head. They got the big Holy Ghost. And that's why in that one day, 3,000 people accepted Christ. That's why the, the gospel spread to all many cities in that generation very rapidly. Signs and wonders were happening. The, the shadow of Peter fall, fell on the sick and the sick got healed. Amen. They can raise the dead. They have big holy ghosts. My dear brother and sister, we are not there yet. We need to press in more. We need to have bigger Holy Ghost or bigger fire or bigger anointing. Amen. We don't want just to be a little boat flowing in the small river. But we need to have hunger and say, God, use us more. Put your anointing, put your fire into my life. Amen. This is something you wake up with it. You go to bed with thinking about God, I want your fire. You drive on the freeway and say, God, I want your fire. I'm hungry. You, while you're eating dinner, you're thinking, God, add to be more. I want to become like Christ. I want to walk like Jesus with the power of the Holy Spirit. I want the big Holy Ghost. Amen. You say like this, Lord, take me and dip me in the kerosene of your spirit. So and set my heart ablaze so that I can burn for you. Amen. Let me repeat one more time. You say, take me, dip me in your kerosene of your Holy Spirit. 
and set my heart ablaze with your fire, so that everywhere I go, I can burn for you. This world need the fire of God. Amen. Amen. If you look in the Bible carefully, every a lot of people in the Bible who has been used by God, they met the fire of God. You remember Moses on the Mount Sinai. What happened? He met the fire of God. He encountered the burning bush. He had the burning bush experience. And after, you remember before that, he was coward. He ran away. He became a shepherd. He didn't even care, think about ministry anymore. He was getting older and older. But when he met God and that burning bush, he came out from that mountain with the glory of God on his face that he has to put the veil on him. He became a changed man. He has a mark of heaven on his face. He has a mark of heaven on his eyes. I tell you, when you get touched by the fire of God, people look at your eyes, they know that the fire of God is in you. You will be different. There is a very clear testimony on, in the camp when Claudia came. I never forgot Omar's um, fiancé came to Seattle. The first day I looked at her, she looked confused. And on Tuesday night, she got touched by God, by the fire of God. The next morning, her eyes, you can see the fire of God is in her. Was in her. By Wednesday night, I didn't even have to lay hand on her. She got touched by the fire of God by herself. She was so hungry. And when she came out, came out to give testimony on Wednesday night, she looked like a new woman. The fire of God is on her face, on her eyes. Changed. By the power of God. That's what God is looking for. God is looking for somebody who is hungry enough and say, God, touch me. Touch me. Look at Isaiah chapter 6, verses 6 to 7. Then one, one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, meaning a coal with fire, burning coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. And it touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sins purged. An angel came with a live coal, with a fire from the altar of heaven and touched his lips. And you notice one thing? I want to tell you, true revival is not just about falling, laughter, shaking. By the way, I want to be clear to you, our church doesn't believe in barking, making animal voices. Amen? We don't believe that the manifestation of the Spirit of God is barking, making animal voices. Those things are demonic. But laughter, falling down, shaking, all these are in the Bible. Amen? So we need to look at the Bible. And when God touched people, one of the things that happened in true revival is repentance. Amen. You will repent of your sin. You will try to get right with God. And that's why in verse 5, Isaiah say, So I said, Woe to me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. He repented. He, when he was touched by the, the glory of God, by the fire of God, he began to recognize that he was a sinner. He needed help. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. My dear brother and sister, true revival comes along with repentance. Comes along, the reason our relationship got better, because I repented. When God touched me, when the fire of God touched me, I repented from my sin. I know that I did not I was not very nice to my wife. I was selfish. I was very self-centered. But when the fire of God touched me, I repented of my sin. I began to improve my relationship with her. Amen. I want to tell you, you cannot change somebody else. The only person that can be changed is you. Let me repeat one more time. Revival starts from you. God spoke to me that in order, to revive, in order for revival to come into this church, I need to be touched by God first. And I need to be repenting first. 
I cannot change my wife. I cannot change you. The only person that I can change is myself. And he and the Lord changed me. Amen. And the same thing, I cannot change you, but the Lord can change you. So my job is to make you hungry and thirsty for the touch of God. I used to think this way, that it's enough just to preach the word every Sunday. But now I come to realization that it's not enough just to preach the word. People need the anointing. People need to be touched by the power of God. They need to be touched by the fire of God that will come and speak to them directly. If you went to camp, you heard the testimony of Pen that was touched by God for a long time in the camp. You know right away that kind of testimony the pastor cannot do to her. Pastor cannot do that to her. Only God can do, can, could do that to her. Only man cannot help her. Amen. I, Exodus chapter 24, verses 16 to 17. Now the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seven days, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. The sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire. Everyone say consuming. Fire on the top of the mountain. People saw the consuming fire of God on the top of Mount Sinai, of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. Moses met the fire of God. God put the mark on him. After he came out from that fire, he became a changed man. He became bold. The mark of heaven has been put on him. If you got touched by the fire of God, the mark of heaven will be put upon you. You will be Definitely changed from glory to glory to glory. That fire that we are talking about is not the fire that man made. It's not the fire that we try to make it up. Amen? It's the fire that comes from the throne room of God. I remember in November last year when I began to lay hand on people. A brother, he is from Iran. In Bangkok, he saw a vision. He, God took him up to heaven and he saw the vision that um, he saw the throne room of God. And the, the throne room of God that he saw in his vision, exactly what, hap- what is described in the Bible. He saw fire in that throne room of God. And he saw balls of fire pass through him. And he asked Jesus, what is going on here? Why the balls of fire pass through me into the world? And the Lord Jesus answered him, my servant is calling fire from heaven to touch people. I send, I'm sending fire to touch people. This is real. This is not faking. This is real and it's in the Bible. I'll read to you Daniel chapter 7 verses 9 to 10. I don't want people to think that I preach for of my own imagination. It's in the Bible. Daniel chapter 7 verses 9 to 10. As I look, thrones were set in place. Whose throne? The throne of God. And the ancient of days took his seat, mean Jesus, took his seat. His clothing was as white as snow, and the hair of his head was white like wool. His throne, listen carefully, was flaming with fire, and his wheels were all ablaze. A river of fire was flowing, coming out from before him. Thousand upon thousands attended him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated and the books were open. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You can see from the Bible that the, the fire of God is in heaven already. And it comes like a river. He will flow his fire into the church to touch life. I believe that God is sending his fire into the end time churches to prepare the church to be the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God, if God could touch Saul of Tarsus, God could touch you too. He is not respecter of people. Amen. He changed Saul into Apostle Paul. God can change you from the Pre old person into a new person. Amen. Amen. 
But what we need to do is to get hungry for God. We need to get hungry. Actually, there is no big formula to receive the fire of God. There is no big theological thing that you need to go to Bible school to get the fire of God. Very simple. You need to get hungry. You need to get desperate. You need to get to the point to say, God, I cannot do this without you. I need your touch. I cannot be hungry for you. You need to be hungry for yourself. My dear brothers and sisters, I want to explain to you something that we all in the different places of our Christian walk. Therefore, we should not judge one another. We are at different places in our Christian walk. You are in one place, another person may be in another place. But when the fire of God comes and touches you, He will come and will speak to you on the floor there. He will come and speak to you while you are drunk on the chair, while you are crying on the chair. And He will begin to speak to you, and the fire of God will begin to do an adjustment like a chiropractor. He knows where you are, and he knows that there are some things, there are many things in your life that, that hinder you, that block you from going, moving forward to be used by God. Some of you may be the love of money. Some of you may be the fear of man. Some of you may be all religious thinking. Some of you may be all traditional way of thinking of Christian life. Some of you may be some wrong teaching from your family. Some of you may be disappointments. Some of you may be sickness. Some of you may be selfishness, self-righteousness. Why God fire come upon the church? He will speak to you. He will deal with you. And he wants you to be adjusted. So that your attitude will be right. So your thinking will be right. What you need to do is that God, you know, a few days ago, I heard this answer, and I was so sad to hear. Somebody was challenged by another person that you need the touch of God. You need God to change you. That person answered, I'm okay. I don't need anything. I'm a good Christian. Oh, when you begin to think that way, you are on the road to backsliding. There is no perfect man on earth. There is no perfect Christian on earth. And any Christian who say like this, I'm fine. I'm okay. I don't need God to change me anymore. That person is deceived. Is lied to by the devil. I believe every single Christian on earth, including myself, still far away from the glory of God. We still have a lot of junk inside us, a lot of draws, a lot of things that God needs to come in and get rid of. We are still on the way to become like Christ from glory to glory. God still keeps adjusting me. And my wife, Pastor Da, he's still adjusting us every single day, the way we think, the way we talk. The way, we, the way we minister, the way we preach. God is changing us from glory to glory. The fire of God will help you and change you. Don't stay there. There is a sermon that I wrote long time ago. I haven't preached yet so far, still in my computer. The sermon name called The, the Stench of Stagnation. What is the mean of the stench? Stench, what is? Bad smell. Have you ever seen a dead cow on the ground for five days? Anything that stays stagnant, dead cow will have stench. The same thing, Christian life that is not moving on with God will produce stench. Amen? Bad smell. So we need to keep, keep the, the fire of God need to come and give life to us so that God can adjust us so that we can keep going. We keep going. We keep moving. We will not be stagnant anymore. But we need to come to the place of hunger. We need to come to the place of desperation and say, Lord, I'm so hungry for you. I still have a lot of things in my life that you need to clean up. 
I don't care what other people think about me. I don't care that my hairstyle is going to be messy today. I don't care that the, the uh, makeup that I put on, I spend a lot of money to put on makeup. I don't care. Even though it's gone, I don't care. I want you to come and touch my life and change me. I'm willing to lose my dignity. I'm desperate for you. And I want to tell you right now, God can touch people anywhere in the world. God can touch people in Africa. God can touch people in Taiwan, in Philippines. God can touch people in their bedroom. God can touch people in the car. And in fact, I want to warn you that if you figure it out how God is going to touch you, it doesn't happen that way. God doesn't come the way you figure it out. i give you an example. Pastor Da, he came, came to the prayer line so many times, she didn't feel much. But one day while she was read, praying and reading the Bible in our family room, God came down in the family room. I was not even there. No one around. God came down and touched her in the family room and she began to drunk, get drunk in the spirit and laugh. And then she walked into the car, she's, she sit in the, sat in the car and read the Bible in the car to come to the prayer meeting. The, the, the letter in the, in the Bible jumped out of the page of the, and she began to laugh and get drunk. And that's the only time it happened to her and never happened again. So you cannot figure out how God can touch you. I remember one time God touched me in front of the restroom in the hotel. And I was on the floor in front of the restroom. You understand what I'm talking about, God? God can do anything. You don't need to be in, touching a prayer line only. God, it can happen in the field. It can happen in your bedroom. It can happen in your restroom. Maybe while you're taking a shower, God can come down and touch you. You cannot control God. I remember one time, I was, uh, my family ready to eat dinner. I was, I, I, we all prayed, thank you, Jesus. We say grace. I begin to, Gonna eat, and then suddenly Holy Spirit came upon me. At that time, I began to laugh and get drunk on the dining table. Everyone looked at me. He's crazy. Why dinner time? This is not. This is not a outpouring of the Holy Spirit time. This is not revival. Why you get drunk right now? God can come upon you anytime. But you know what? The most important thing is hunger. You are hungry for God. Amen. Thank God God hasn't touched me while I perform surgery yet. That will be tough. Because my patient is going to be in trouble. He can touch you directly without laying on of hands. He can touch you personally without even me around. It's about the degree of hunger. And he can touch you by the laying on of hand too. He can do whatever he wants. Amen. Sometimes God come and reveal himself to you without a man. Look at what Paul said in uh, Galatians chapter 1 verse 12 if it um, the Bible say for I neither received it from man nor was I taught it but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ but God still used a man to ignite the fire of God by laying on, on of hands God still used I remember one time God can do anything I went to a revival meeting Four days already, God hasn't touched me. I start to get frustrated. God, I fly here. I spend about $250 airplane. I stay in a hotel, $60, $70 a night. God, I, I'm not, not going to come here for nothing, okay? I need anointing to touch me. And the last meeting, in fact, this is really interesting. The last meeting, the, the evangelist say, okay, we're done. Everyone go have lunch. I, everyone stand up, leaving the room. I was standing up and say, God, okay, you need to touch me. This is it. This is the last meeting. Suddenly. You understand the word suddenly? The Bible talks about suddenly. Suddenly, a touch from heaven. Jesus came and rescued me. Suddenly, a touch from heaven, Jesus came and set me free. At that time, I stand up and say, God, I will not leave this place until you touch me. Everyone was leaving. Everyone was, you know, it's true. He came down. 
He touched me. He touched me. I began to, I, I began to fall under the power. I began to laugh. And I was there for one and a half hours. Everyone, uh, the, the room locked already, the, the church locked. I was still on the floor laughing and crying for a long, long time. My wife had to sit and wait for me to go to lunch. It's already 2 p.m. I'm still shaking and laughing and, and, and crying. Suddenly, why? Because I was hungry. I said, I will not let you go until you touch me. I need you. I want to be changed. My dear brother and sister, our physical body can tolerate the glory of God so much. That's why the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 53, For this corruptible must be put on incorruption, and this mortal must be put on immortality. What does it mean? If you go to heaven right now with this body, you will be on the ground 24 hours a day. You cannot get up and walk because the presence of God in heaven is so strong and thick that our mortal body will not be able to handle the presence of God. We're going to be like this on the floor all the time. It's too heavy to come up. But that's why when you go to heaven, God needs to give you a new glorious incorruptible body to be able to handle the presence and the glory of God in heaven. I give you example in Revelation chapter 1 verses 10 to 17. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. That is John the apostle. I heard behind him a loud voice as a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write in the book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia Verse 12, then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. God showed up. Having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet, his feet gird, girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were white like wool. The same like the book of Daniel a while ago I read, you see the same vision. As white as snow, his eyes like a flame of fire. God come with a consuming fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as a sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars. When the fire of God came, he can change your scars into the stars. Out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun, you see, fire, light, shining in its strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. What is the characteristic of a dead man? The dead man doesn't move. A dead man cannot talk. The dead man lost strength. Go on the ground. John, is this in the Bible? That when, when the glory of God came, when the fire of God came, the people in the Bible, they all fall to the ground. Amen? It's like you put your finger in the electrical socket. It's like you put your finger into the door of a car and somebody closed the door. What happened when somebody closed the door and your finger in there? Ah! Is that right? I remember when I was, seven, when I was eight years old, I was in a tutoring class in a home with about five or six kids. A teacher was sitting there. Suddenly, this is a true story in Bangkok. Suddenly, somebody in that house called fire because the fire came into that house. I never forgot what happened in that, that tutoring table. Everyone like, and just wrap up the book and run and everyone like this, like, oh, you know, when the fire came into the house, everyone just like run and shout and, you know, when the fire comes, that's going to happen. Something happened. Amen? You will have some type of reaction. Maybe feel warm. Maybe feel cold. Maybe feel repented. Maybe cry. And, and then people say like this. I'm going to end sermon here. People say like this, Pastor, you talk too much about experiences. But don't forget, remember this, I just read the Bible. I don't only teach experiences, I teach the Bible. But Pastor, Pastor Lau, you talk too much about experiences. Let me ask this question. 
if you meet the King of all kings and Lord of all lords, isn't is that an experience? I thank God that I don't marry a paper. Marriage is an experience. Honeymoon is an experience. If you go to honeymoon and no experience, riding on the roller coaster is an experience. You go up, you on 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 the roller coaster. Oh, stop, stop! Oh, when you come down. I think I go back in the line again. The same thing when people come to be prayed for on the line. When we pray fire, fire, people come out. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen to me. After you touch by fire, you come up. Yeah, go back in the line again. The same like a roller coaster. Amen. I, I see that my kids did that in Disney World. They keep going back into the line. Rolling coaster is an experience. Eating sushi is an experience. Going to a restaurant is an experience. Is that right? It's yum yum. And now you say, oh, as a Christian, I don't need experience. Even meet the king of all kings, I feel nothing. I don't care. No, even meet the king of all kings, I'm going to shout from the rooftop. Say, I met him. He touched me. He's so good to me. Amen. He touched me. He healed me. He touched my mind. He's so good. And people say, oh, calm down. Don't, don't, don't get too excited. Don't get too excited. I say, no, I'm excited. God touch me. I meet Jesus. I meet the fire of God. You cannot stop me telling you that God touched me. He changed me. He changed my scars into the stars. He wiped out my disappointment. He gave me the new things. He gave me life. Amen. Hallelujah. When you touch by God, you would sing and you would say like this, like that song. Go ahead. He touched me. Oh Lord, He touched me. And all the joy that floods my soul Something happened Something happened And now I know He touched me Touch me, oh, he touched me, yes, and all oh, the joy that first my soul. One day I cried out to God, God, I want to preach Jesus Christ. And the Lord said to me, How can you preach me about me if you don't know me? You cannot talk about somebody that you don't know. The same thing. The fire of God come and touch us so that we will know Jesus personally. One touch of God is greater than thousand touches of men. Amen. Hallelujah. Father in heaven, we pray, Lord, that all of your people around the world, not just only in this church, will grab the revelation of this truth that is the fire of God which has been mentioned in the Bible 
2,000 years ago. Father, we thank you for this revelation. We don't want just to talk about it. We don't want just to know about it. We want to practice it, and we want to experience it, Lord. We believe, Lord, when the fire of God touch your people, their life will never be the same. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I want to pray with certain people in this room. I want to encourage you to be born again and to really have relationship with Christ. This is not about joining a church or it's about being in a religion, but it's about relationship with Jesus. Jesus wants to give you new life, want to give you fulfillment, happiness, and eternal joy and blessing. What you need to do. Is to begin relationship with Christ. I will pray, sentence by sentence, and you just follow my prayer. Close your eyes, if you would like to have relationship with Christ. Father in heaven, Father in heaven, I am a sinner. I'm a sinner. I want to turn away from my sin. I want to turn away from my sin. I believe that Jesus Christ, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the Living God. He's the Son of the Living God. He is my Lord. He is my Lord. My Savior. My Savior. He died on the cross. He died on the cross to pay for my sin. To pay for my sins. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Come into my life, please. Come into my life. I want to walk with you. I want to walk with you. I want. I want to serve you. I want to serve you. All the days of my life. All the days of my life. Today. Today. I'm born again. I'm born again. Person. Person. My spirit. My spirit is born again now. It's born again, now. and my name and my name is recorded. Is recorded in the book of life. In the book of life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Congratulations. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. How many people convinced that the fire of God is a normal part of the church? How many people say, "I want to get deeper and deeper in the fire of God"? Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm thinking, thinking that maybe we should, off and on, have revival services. That we just flow and just lay hand. We don't have to worry about time. Amen. I'm thinking about that. That we should have that off and on. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you to go deeper in the fire of God. Amen. It's a matter of yielding. It's a matter of hungry. I can guarantee your life will be changed when you're touched by the fire of God. You will never be the same. That happened to me. Happened to Pastor Da. That happened to many people in the world. Amen. I'm gonna close in prayer because some of you may need to go, but I will be here for. A few minutes to pray for people, and definitely when you come out, I you listen to the the head usher wherever you need to stand, whatever. I I will not lay hand until the usher finish. Amen. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, bless your people in this house, Lord. Lord, help them to understand the things of the Spirit of God, Father. Lord, your Spirit protects us, leads us. The fire of God burn out the fear of man. The dross purge, purges sin from our life, changes, impart into us the things of heaven. Father, we don't want just only have the word, but we need the Holy Spirit. We need the big Holy Ghost to move and to run with the fire of God to reach out to the nations, Father, in Jesus. Mighty name, Amen. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Let's sing this one song one more time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Stand up. Mm-hmm. You touch me, oh. You touch me. Joy that 
about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206-275-1042 or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address, New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street, Mercer Island, Washington, 98040. Thank you very much. 